And you know what that means. That if you're looking for the best wrestling content and the best interviews on all of YouTube and in anywhere where you can listen to this, you need to listen to Generation of Wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Generation of Wrestling Podcast. As always, is yours truly. The 27-year-old piece of gold, the franchise, aka the showstopper, better known as the GOW's resident tribal chief. And with me, as always, I got my tag team partner, my brother, my family. He is the flyest in the room, Mr. One, Two, Three. Pin that ass down, K Breezy, aka Two Cold Kimber in the building, bro. What's going on? Man, ain't nothing going on, man, but this new GOW merch, man. That's all that's going on. You, know, you, got, you, you got the GOW merch. I got the old school. Real talk for real fans, GOW merch. So, you know, man, it's, it's going down in the DMs in the words of Yo Gotti. But, man, tonight is all about AEW Wednesday Night Dynamite. This is your night, your show, my brother. Go ahead and do your thing, man. All right, man. So, you know, we kicked the show off, man, with Christian Cage versus Matt Seidel. Adam Cole, baby. What's good, man? Uh, the match wasn't actually bad. It was it was an okay, it was another okay match for Christian. This is this is the thing that I have with him. Like they're they're building this story. They're, they're building a something, but it's so subtle but uninteresting. Mm. If that makes sense. If if you can feel where I'm coming from with that, because it, it it's it's like okay, it's Christian. Yeah, okay, he's three and zero. He's not really wrestling a whole lot. He's not taking up too much time. But it's like, all right, well, eh, 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 eh. that's it. I, it, it just, it's like okay, it's just, it's just another guy. He's wrestling, but it's, but it, it's kind of like, well, you're complaining, but you know, was it a good match? Yeah, it was a good match. Matt Saddell held his own. He definitely, you know, uh, came through with a few things, but I, it, yeah, it was it was an okay match, man. Franchise, I did you feel different? Because I, you know, that that's how I just felt. Because this was yeah, a, man. this was an yeah. off night. This was an off night for me for AEW. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I actually felt like this was one of the better, one of the best matches of the night. Uh, I feel like Sidell and Christian had great chemistry. I felt like. Um, Christian was the right guy to go over. I would have liked to see Sidell go over, but I mean, I, I wasn't mad that Christian did it and, and the way it happened. I mean, it made sense. I felt like Sidell with him, Sidell's not a super young guy. He's been in the business over a decade as well. So I feel like, you know, Christian going over him really didn't hurt, even though he's newer to AEW. Um, but other than that, I mean, if it was like a young guy, I would have been like, all right, you know, it's time to, you know, let the young guy get one over on Christian. But overall, the match, it flowed well. Uh, Christian to me, he reminded me of Christian Cage in TNA, and I know that might rub some people the wrong way. Some people might be like, "Nah, not really." To me, man, he still looked good to me. He still looked crisp. He didn't seem like he missed a step. To me, I liked the match. I thought it was one of the best matches of the night. To me, let me clarify something. They did have great chemistry. It was a good match. It's just I wasn't excited for it. It's like it didn't it didn't excite me. Like and I, maybe that's maybe that was the problem. Like I it just it was like okay, it was a good match. I, I enjoyed it, but I just wasn't excited about Matt Seidel going up against Christian. I maybe and maybe to your point, maybe if it was somebody else, you know, maybe if this was Hangman Page, okay, cool. Uh, Joe is in the building, the LGCJ. Uh, I um. 
I, I think maybe differently on the match because then I was like, okay, that's Christian versus Paige. You know, I, you know, this is gonna really be a good, really good match. I I trust what Christian's gonna do because, and I trust what he's gonna do. It's just, it, it's not the ex, it's the excitement factor to want to watch him. It's like I I don't have no problem with watching him. I just sometimes don't think, uh, I, it wasn't exci- it was I, I wasn't excited to watch him. That's all. Leo, uh, what's going on? What's going on, Leo, man? He said, Leo says, uh, yeah, it wasn't that great of a card. I think since Don is right around the corner, they're just filling in matches till the pay-per-view. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. We got double or nothing uh, coming up on the 30th. So, uh, ah, man, yeah. I, yeah, I, I, Leo, you got it, man. <laughs> he said, I feel like they setting up some new stories. Uh, they could be. They well, they're definitely doing that. Um, and, I, and and I'm gonna tell you too. Like when when I said that, I by no means was jumping for joy. Like, oh, it's Christian versus Matt Seidel. No, right. but considering I did not care about the match, um, and I actually was on my phone, really not paying attention to the first you no know, half of it anyway. And then as I'm listening, I'm like, okay, all right, this sounds good. And I started like watching the rest of it. I'm like, oh damn, this is a pretty good match. So, I mean, it, it wasn't nothing. I was like, oh yay. And with Christian, I look. It is what it is. Right. I, I I wouldn't be mad if Christian was on my screen or not. However, the fact that he and Matt did go out there and I, they gave me an unexpectedly, unexpectedly good time. Um, yeah. I didn't expect to really care about the match, but it was a lot better than I anticipated. I I would say that yeah, and that maybe that's just what it was for me. I it was but like I said, I it was just something about this show that just didn't. Yeah, and, and like you know, Leo said, man, double or nothing's coming up, so you know they're getting ready for that. Uh, and then a little later on, you know, you know, they got the uh, they got the what's the name for next week. But uh, <clears throat> after uh, Christian and Matt had their match, and they uh, finished. Uh, we got the rest of uh, we got Ricky Starks coming out cutting a promo, and then you know we got the rest of Team Taz coming out jumping uh, Starks, uh, not Starks, uh, jumping Christian and Matt. And then we got the drunken man himself, man. Hangman Page comes out, gives Ricky Starks his drink, comes down, proceeds to try to beat down Hobbs and K, and but you know it didn't work. And you know eventually they all got put down. Starks enjoyed the uh, <laughs> he enjoyed the drink, uh, and then you know they kind of you know they moved on to the next thing, which was uh, the Varsity Blues having a message Blinds. for the Young Bucks, huh? Blinds, blinds. Yeah. What you mean? You called them the varsity blues. Did I did? Oh yeah, the varsity <laughs> blues. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm yeah. Sorry, thinking of something else. Uh <laughs> the varsity blinds, man. Uh, you know, they basically uh, you know, young start team, you know, they they they're talking about, you know, especially with uh the young bucks have mentioned about last week talking about his dad and all that stuff. So franchise, man, did, did this entice you to want to see this match anymore after hearing from them? No, it didn't. Um, and, and 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 that's not that's not any shade towards the varsity blinds. It's just you know I I haven't seen enough of them to want to care about who they're in a the feud with. And I know they're good, but I haven't seen much of them. What I did like though, I did like the promo with, uh, with Flying Brian Pillman Jr. Well, not Flying Brian, but Brian Pillman Jr. And he said, you know, people, uh, it, it was some truth to it. He said people thought that he had it easy because of his name. And he said, you know, because of my dad and who he was and because of his, this name I carry, you know, he's the reason I stayed away from the business as long as I did. So um, I, I didn't really have 
super high expectations of the match. But once again, much like Christian and Seidel, when I sat down and I watched the match, I'm like, okay, from the varsity blonde standpoint, it was cool. It was the Young Bucks. I feel like the Young Bucks was just, you know, me and you were talking before air. I feel like they do too damn much. As a heel, they're trying to do too much. Let, 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 we'll say that for when we get to them. We'll say that for when we get to them, man. Uh, next up, man, we got John Moxley going up against the people who like to talk over the music. Uh, uh, speakers over beats. <laughs> right. It's not, I, don't even want to, I don't even say they speakers over beats. They just talk over music. Uh, but I got to give him credit tonight. I got to give him credit, man. He actually, uh, he actually came through with a nice little rap. And it, and it and it ended pretty good where, you know, it was making reference to Renee, not Renee Young, but formerly Renee Young. I uh, can't think of what her last name is. Paquette. 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 Uh, her podcast oral sessions and apparently and, and, he, and he made it flow. So I, 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 I'll give him their credit when it's due. He did. OK. But uh, after that, man. uh John Moxley basically just walked up and just elbow smacked dude. the other guy in the face. Uh, hold on, my guy, uh, Anthony uh, Bowen. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was gonna say, yeah, Anthony Bowen. Yeah, he he's getting ready to say something. Mox just walked up and just laid him out. And I, I gotta admit, man, um, uh, I kind of like the claim. I'm starting there, there, there. Yeah, yeah, your girl in my DMs for oral sessions. <laughs> right, exactly. That's a, that's exactly what I'm like. All right, okay. Okay, that that played well, uh, but I, I kind of actually like this match. This was cool. Um, uh, it was, uh, I think it was a couple of spots that I didn't like was towards the end, uh, because then it kind of looked like guys were getting tired. Like it was like I, I, I like I said, it was cool when it first started. It had it had me interested. You know, they were going back and forth, but. I, yeah, I, it was something about towards that end that just kind of stalled a little bit for me, but it was cool. Uh, of course, Moxley and and and, and uh, uh, Kingston win. Uh, but what, what uh, French, bro? What did you think, man? What, what, what was it about this match, man? That because, uh, like I said, I'm, I I just felt like I was off this week, this this week for uh, Dynamite, and this was the one match that. I actually did kind of like more, but it was still something about it, man. Am, am I just tripping tonight? Is it just me? No, it's not you. Um, I can't. I I got to go back through the comments to see exactly who said what. But it I mean, just, but 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 to me, it it felt like a go home show. Um, now but it's, it's two man, weeks early. It's, it's it's two weeks early. Yeah, but you know, like they also said as well, it, it feels like they're trying to. They, they're they're focusing on the rivalries and storylines they have while simultaneously trying to build new ones. So, mm-hmm. I mean, the whole acclaimed and Mox and uh, yeah, it, it it was it was okay. Was it the best? No, it wasn't. But it was it was good. But like I, I don't know, man. I think because we're so used to AEW just knocking it out the park week after week after week after week. Uh, this 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 show was by no means a bad show. I just think. Quality wise, it didn't live up to what we have become accustomed to. Um, and we've been spoiled, man. The last year and a half, we've been spoiled. And but we said the same thing about NXT. You know, it, it was something this week about NXT, like NXT this week just it was a good show. It just didn't feel like the NXT we know it can be. 
So, I mean, it, I just think it was a rough week for everybody across the board, man. You know, they tried. They did. They did what they could. Um, but with this match, this is another match, man, I really didn't care for. And I love Mox and I love Kingston as singles competitors. I do not like them as a tag team. Uh, the whole wild thing theme song. I know, man. No, I understand that Mox is a little unhinged. I understand that Eddie Kingston is a little off his rocker. But to me, that does not fit their personalities at all. I mean, I need to see Mox. When when I I, I see Mox come out, I need to hear him come out to some grungy music. I need to hear him come out to some music. Yeah. Exactly. I need I need to hear something that made me think, oh man, this dude is about to kill me. When he comes out to Wild Thing, I'm like, eh, it can't to me. Right? It takes it takes a little bit of the fear out of him. You know what I'm saying? As a fan, right. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I'm not scared of this shit. But you know you're crazy. That's the thing. You should still know you're crazy, but I don't know, man. I, I just feel like the music is off. I feel like you know Eddie Kingston and and and, and Mox. Unless you're gonna, unless you're gonna make them tag team champions, I really don't want to. I don't know, man. It's it's just something about these two as a tag team. It was cool at first, but I kind of just rather them be single stars. I don't know. I'm I'm not really rocking with it. Well, let me just say this, man. That um, well, you know, what? I'll save it for later on when we when we get to it. Cause hey, hold on. Dan Daniel said, did you hear the clan called Mox a lunatic fringe? <laughs> I did, I did. That's why I was like, ah, they, they, that's what I said, man. They, they, they actually, they actually showed up. He actually showed up tonight. He actually sounded like a person uh, speaking over beats. Uh, anyway, so we're gonna move on, man. To I don't call you right, brother. Yeah, they'd be better off coming out to some rap like King. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just play Moxley's music. I just play his yeah. original theme music and just let him come out to that. That's that's. Makes the best sense to me. All right, man. Next up, man, we got uh Sting and Darby Allen who you know decided you know that they wanted to interfere on Scorpio Skies and uh all ego Ethan Page's interview that they were having with Tony Giovanni. Yeah, you know, and they didn't really say much. That was really interesting, you know. It was a basic heel line, Sting. You you know, I used to be a fan, you know, blah blah blah. Now I'm grown, blah blah blah. Now I can hurt you, blah blah blah. And then Paige just continued to talk about what him and Darby Allen's been through and what he's gonna do. And we get the we get the winter is coming in the middle of May, which for us in Cleveland, that sometimes actually happens. Uh <laughs> but uh, we get the winter is coming, and then you know, we get Sting coming out. I, and, you know, of course, he's just, you know, being a distraction for Darby Allen when he gets in the ring and they beat down on these two. And this sets up uh, a match for double or nothing where we're going to actually get Sting in an actual match, not a cinematic match. He's going to actually be in a tag match with Darby Allen. They're going to go up against Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky at double or nothing. I, you know, I'll say the predictions when you think he's going to win. The question I'm asking is, man, are you excited to see Sting wrestle again? Well, <clears throat> before I answer your question, too cold. Joe okay. says, I am excited about getting my official GOW shirt. It will help give me the courage and the swagger I need to tell my mom I'm moving out of her basement, getting a place of my own, and taking my LCJ biz nationwide. My brother, may the power and the force of whoever and whatever you believe in be with you. Congratulations. I can't we can't we can't wait to ship it out to you, man. We got you. We got you. It's coming. Don't worry. Uh now now too cold, man. I kind of got a little sidetracked there. What was your original question? 
Sting, man, are you excited to see yeah, yeah, yeah. get back in the ring with and tag with Darby Allen in an actual match, not a cinematic match? Well, I mean, I'm excited because unlike you know you, I really didn't get a chance to see Sting in this prime. Um, mm-hmm. Sting to me, uh, I was very young. You know, I was whew, at least you no know, ten or you know a little under ten, man. You know, before Sting really, really kind of let it go and hung it up. So I kind of got the very tail end of Sting. You know, end of WCW. He never came to WWE. Of course, you had TNA Sting, but that still wasn't the same. As WCW Sting, um, and then, I mean he was he was good. Don't get it wrong, but it it it, it, it wasn't it wasn't Sting Sting. Like it was it was it was Sting. But he was a step slow. I I I will say I will say that he was a step slow because by the time he was a lot older, but he was he was in his prime though. He was still he was still in a prime. You know, it might have been a tail end of a prime, but he was yeah. still. Like oh no, he he was definitely still putting on matches, but I, I feel like you got I feel like in in the uh in WCW you had Sting and then in, you know TNA you had you had Sting 2.0. <laughs> and and then that's kind of what it that, was like that first few that first couple of years when he was really like he was still in shape like from WCW because when he came yeah. in he wasn't kind of big, he was still kind of muscular, you know. He was so I that first couple of years, yeah, he was on the shit. It was later on as as time went on. Yeah, but to see like you know staying back now, and of course we thought he was gonna do big things in WWE when he came back, and then of course he got injured uh, after you know Seth Rollins buckle bomb went went sideways, and then of course his WrestleMania moment, it wasn't really his moment because it was you had the NWO and the Outsiders and all that, and it and then on top of that he lost, which was Vince being Vince, so you you know for the last. Eight ten years, you know, Sting really hasn't had a chance to really be Sting, and so now to see him finally, you know, we already seen him take the bump from Brian Cage a few months ago. He had a cinematic match with Darby Allen, but once again, that was cinematic. That was taped all day, all night. So to actually see him in live time in a real match, I'm excited, man, because Sting, he even in his old age, man, his older age, sixty something years old, he still can move. Now, granted. Uh, Adam Cole says, uh, let's see, what do you say? People still go nuts when Sting locks in the Scorpion Deathlock. Joe says, it seemed like it took 10 minutes to slap on the Scorpion Deathlock. That's the only thing. Sting can move in a ring, but I don't know why in the hell it's taking his ass so long to put on the Deathlock. <laughs> I, I, I see. And when, okay, see, when I was looking at that, I was looking at it more as in placement of where he would need to be for Darby Allen to do what he was going to do. Mm. What I was thinking of when I was thinking of that, because I felt like he was a uh, he was in the wrong angle, so you know they can sit, go for the go home. I I, I I was thinking business wise. I wasn't thinking match wise. You know why is it taking him forever? Because I saw him. I kind of you know I, we've been watching wrestling too long, man. You see all the tricks. Uh, hey, I, I had a question for you, completely unrelated, but. Uh, <laughs> I've been drinking, man. Hey, did you know that T Pain is younger than J. Cole? What T Pain's like 34, 35? Bro, J. Cole's like 36, 37. That fucked my head up. Bring how long T Pain been out. Yeah, he been out for a minute. Bro, he been out since early 2000s. Cole ain't come in until like the late 2000. I bro, that tore my head up, bro. J. Cole. I, I mean man. that dude, but yeah, I, I never thought about it like to think add it up like that. Like, damn, T Pain's younger than two. No, I never <laughs> That's 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 kind of crazy. <laughs> hey, bro, hey, bro, think about that shit. 
that's like hey, that's like waking up. Hey, that's like waking up finding out that Ric Flair is younger than Kurt Angle. Like what? <laughs> what? Okay, ladies and gentlemen. See, now we see the difference. See, see, sleepy DJ. See the sleepy franchise. See, he likes to snitch and tell everything. <laughs> see, this DJ <laughs> likes to go off topic. So. <laughs> now you see the difference. <laughs> okay. He wasn't just see so see one likes to just talk and just say a whole bunch of stuff that he probably shouldn't just say, and the other one <laughs> he just goes off. <laughs> and this is why we love him. Oh man. We love both of you, man. <laughs> we appreciate you. All right, man. Uh oh man. Hey, I might as well be selfish and plug in the music. Hey, go check out franchise two one six on Spotify, Man in the Mirror. All right. What you do, man? Hey man, look here. That's what hey man, real tough. Real. <laughs> Uh, all right, man. So, hey, so I want to get to this promo cut by Pinnacle. Uh, them sitting at the dinner table. <laughs> Warlow, did you hear the liquor hitting the ground? Like, was it me, man? When yeah. he throws that bottle back, like he's not drinking that. That water, that he's throwing it back. Well, I don't yeah. know how. Okay, yeah. I, 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 I got a whole. I got a whole lot to say about this damn segment. Oh my god, what the hell was wrong with Sean Spears? I had no problem with the way they were talking or, you know, trying to get the promo off. I get it. Uh, but, yeah, Sean Spears just went nuts. <laughs> he just, just, <laughs> yeah, Tony Blanchard just had, you know, $500 just ready to go, you know, and just toss it. But, I, I, yeah, I – okay, go ahead, man. You know, you go ahead. Dude, first of all, okay, so you got Sean Spears – you got uh, Cash Wheeler. They're both, bro. I'm looking at them the whole time. They just staring at their glass of wine or whatever the hell they supposed to be drinking. They just looking at it. It's like they looking at it like they want to drink it, but they they were they were told not to. Then you got MJF. He got this little plate of food just sitting there staring at it, holding this fork. Then you got Sean Spears who just started going nuts for absolutely no reason at all. Where's and mine? then you got Warlow. And then you got Warlow fake drinking. I'm like, bro, all right, come on. You ain't I, I heard it too. I heard it. And I seen him. He wasn't really drinking it. I was just confused. Like, if you don't have these guys around all this food and drink, you know, why not let them go ahead and get a little something of that? But I the, the whole thing, it was like, okay, it'd be different if like the wine glasses were just on the table and they just happened to not really acknowledge it. But you got cash wheeling the whole time like this. Like like swirling around, like well, well, you ain't no goddamn wine kind of sore. Like just go ahead and drink the shit if you don't drink it or put it down. You up here, I don't like spit it back some, in the cup. And look, that was some Tinsdale from the corner store. Let me tell you something. That's all that was. <laughs> that, that was. You know what that was? No, no, I'm gonna tell you what that was. That was some grape juice from the pulpit. <laughs> that was some grape juice. Oh man, what was hey, that? Bro, that the Which ones? You know, you, you know them church crackers, man. Oh, of course. The ones that ain't got no seasoning, but you still want to keep eating. Man, 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 bro, dude, come on now. It's like chewing a piece of wax. I believe I've been to church and I had to get baptized and ate the, had to go eat the, the body of Christ and drink the bread <laughs> and all that. Hey, come on now. Come on now, man. Hey, look. Let me tell you, all they did was, man, don't let them lie to you. All they did was hey, cut the bread in a circle and threw it in the oven. I was trying not to get my ass whooped in church, all right? Let's just keep it 100, <laughs> all right? We black, all right? Okay? We, you, don't, you don't act up in a black church. And I was just maintaining the quota of not getting my ass whooped. <laughs> 
All right, so I went up and I did what I needed to do so we can get out and go. Now, don't mind you, I love Jesus and I and I made a mind listen hearing the word. No, no, don't get me wrong, but at the same time, you do not act up at a you you just don't do it. You I mean, I, I, if you I want mean, to see Jesus, if you really want to see Jesus, you go ahead. But, nah, but I mean, they could they could they could they, they could at least put some seasoning you know to that bread. <laughs> I mean, look, man, you can let me, you even get me off time. Come on, man. All right, man. Next up, man. Hey, uh, Sheeta and Rebel. Rebel. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Sheeta. She beat her up. She beat her down. Uh, they're just getting, they're just, they're just getting this ready for, you know, her versus uh, Baker. I'm not going to lie. Which, I which, love Britt Baker, bro. And that was a mean curb stomp, too. I didn't even know that angle she hit that. Whew. Yeah, it really was, but I it, I didn't really care for the match. It's more of the angle for me. Uh, so it, it, yeah, okay, I'm ready for this match. You know, I they even reminded us that it was Sheeta that broke Britt Baker's nose. So it's like, ah, yeah, forgot about that. Okay, yeah, you even got real animosity a little bit to it. So yeah, let's come on. I, I'm I'm ready for this. Come on, double or nothing. Let's go. All right. Thoughts before anything else before we move on. I mean, first of all, Britt Baker, man, she had her looking like Shane McMahon tiptoeing at her Jordans. I'm like, all right, hey, little yeah, You notice that, too? You know yeah, that? Yeah, come on, man. Hey, look, you know, I, I got a passion for fashion. I spot the footwear a mile away. Britt Baker looking good. And I can't wait till she become the new AEW Women's Champion. But, you know, that's just my opinion. Right, right. It should. It, it, it better happen. Uh, all right, man. So next up, man, we get Kenny Omega and Don Callis. And this is... This is apparently what happened last week after the uh, match that Pac and uh, Orange Cassidy had where he got knocked out by the powerbomb. So they're sitting there and they're, you know, Omega's basically just trying to convince uh, Cassidy to delay his title opportunity uh, at a later date and time. So it'd just be Omega versus Pac. Uh, And, you know, he rips up the first one slowly. uh, Orange Cassidy, as he do. Uh, and then, you know, they, of course, had a backup. But, you know, it was, that, that that's basically what it was. They, you know, they talked a bunch of crap. They pretended like they cared, but we knew they didn't care. And Orange Cassidy knew they didn't care. But it was just kind of cool just to see him sit there and just be like, man, we well, all just go. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> and even to look at the trainer, if you look at the trainer's face as they he were talking, annoyed as even he, Right, even he was looking at him like, oh, man, y'all a bunch of dicks. I thought that was just really cool. Like, but... Uh, do you think Cassidy? Well, I don't think he will. I don't think you think he will. But I'm going to ask the question anyway, man. Do you think he will uh, delay his opportunity? Does he think nah, he's man. better opportunity to go one on one than the triple threat? Nah, he ain't gonna delay, it, man. It's Orange Cassidy. He's freshly squeezed. I will say, oh man, they booked him so weird, man. Uh, that AEW for the most part does a pretty good job. TK is pretty much on top of it, but Orange Cassidy, man, they I'm kind of confused on that, man, because he should have held a title by now. Uh, at least the TNT, how they booked him out of it and somehow in a match. Uh, yeah. and, and it's crazy because I know he's not gonna win, which is really making me think, like, what the hell, bro? Like, y'all didn't even do Britt Baker. This is weird, but I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm assuming there's a plan for the greater good. Uh, down the line, but I just I don't I don't see I don't I don't really see what this does for Orange Cassie. Well, it it does one important thing. It shows if he's worthy 
for this type of opportunity. It's going to yeah. show if him, if he can keep up with Pac. We know where Pac is at. We know where Omega is at. Regardless of what people like about Omega, his style, I actually like his style because it, it, it it's, it's, it's still it's wrestling. It's, it's you. Uh, every character, every wrestler has to be, you know, their own signature way of how they do things, how they run the ropes, how they move. I don't have a problem with it because it makes it look like he's really running hard as hell at somebody and really hitting the shell out of them. I, it, 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 when he's in the ring with a with the right person, you know, it looks magnificent. But uh, he beat Jericho. Why not Omega? I admit, well, hey, look, he could. But I, it's, I want, um, I, I, I like that. I like that Omega. I just don't care for the character he pretends to be sometimes. Uh, but no, I, I want to see, I want to see this triple threat and it benefits Cassidy because like I say, he's, he's going to be a guy that you want to know if, can he, can he hang? Can he hang? Can Pac hang? Hell, can Pac, can you hang? You're finally getting that world title opportunity that you've been wanting. <clears throat> can you hang? So, you know, I, no, it, this is a great opportunity. You need, I, we've been saying they need to put these type of guys in these type of opportunities and they're actually doing it. So I have no problem with it. And it's two fan favorites, people that they want to see be in this title picture. And just to clear the air, man, Pac, that's my, I'm not Pac. Well, Pac is my guy. Uh, but I'm a huge fan of Orange Cassidy. And uh, let me see. Adam Cole says he beat Jericho. Why not Omega? I'm not saying he can't beat Omega. I'm just saying right now, the way they're building Omega, I don't even think he's done collecting titles yet. And the angle that they're running, I don't see uh, – Orange Cassidy coming out victorious in this specific situation. That's all. Uh, do I think he will and can beat Omega? Absolutely. Right now, I don't think it's the time. I I I believe that they're saving Hangman Page for Omega. I feel mm. like he gets when it's when they're like, okay, uh, it's not double or nothing. But when they get to their next big pay per view, uh, I'm thinking that he's going to be the one to dethrone because uh, he's. He's like the only other popular guy that they have that people want to see get this opportunity. After having the match with, uh, after getting, you know, winning the opportunity to face Jericho when, you know, it was him and Jericho to be the inaugural champion. You know, people felt he wasn't ready, but then to watch right. him develop since then to be in the tag team with Omega and then to see him be the guy that he has. Yeah, some people like his drunken character a little, you know, less now than they did before. But you know you you know what you're getting with the guy when he gets in the ring. So with that, you know, I I, I yeah man, uh, Paige, Paige is he's the guy man, and he's the only other one that I feel people want to see win the world heavyweight championship. But uh, I don't know when they're gonna set it up. I, I thought it would be soon, but they they took that away. But we'll see at double or nothing because he's got to fight Cage for that new number one contendership. So we'll see what they do with that. But, uh, yeah, I think they'll build enough for him to take it off of me. Leo says this has nothing to do with the show, but it's somewhat AEW. What do you all think of Omega versus Andrade at AAA Mania in Mexico on August 14th? So I've seen that online, man. I didn't know if it was a rumor or like one of those fake sites or whatever. But I guess, Leo, since you bringing it up, man, I guess so. This is true. Andrade versus Kenny Omega. Dude, that is a match. I want to see that match. I didn't know I want to see that. I didn't know I want to see it, but I want to see it. I didn't know that either. 
I did not know that, man. Paige is awesome. He is my first favorite uh, wrestler when AEW started. Yeah, well, it, I I had to I had to see him first. It took me a minute. Like I've heard of him, I saw a couple of things, but I had to really see him, see him, you know, on a consistent basis. Really, you know, know what if I like what I'm seeing. <clears throat> All right, man. So we're gonna move on, man. Next up, man, we get the inner circle. All right. And they come out and one by one, Santana basically lets it be known he won't that work. Guevara let it basically be known he won't that work. Swag oh sorry. Hager. <laughs> Hager let it be known he won't that work. And Jericho, well, you know, he's Jericho. I he, he basically let it be known for the simple fact that. You have awoken something. You've you've made Jericho realize, you know, that, you know, that there, there, there's things to be more appreciative of. And, and, and that you also made things more devastating for his loved ones because you pushed me off that cage. And it felt like an eternity when he fell off. And, you know, he hurt his arm, elbow, even though and he almost hit his head. You know, when I actually look back at it, he actually did on the stage, yeah. All right, so it was it. it uh, so he he kind of got that. He kind of got that. Considering people are getting on them about the stage, but again, do we really want to see a fifty-year-old Jericho go through a cage like that? Uh, it, it it was a good promo. It was a good way to hype up everything. It was a good way to kind of put an importancy to how much inner circle means to AEW. The fact that this was the first big, real big group outside of the dark order, but this is the more popular group. Uh, you watch them all develop. We've been saying we want to see Sammy be this. Well, Sammy's being that guy. We say we want to see more Santana Ortiz. Well, now that they healthy, we got them. Well, you know, when you get back next week, we want to see more of Hager. Well, we've actually been seeing more of Hager while he's still whooping ass in MMA. He's still coming back over here whooping ass in AEW. So, I, you know, I like the I like the inner circle. Uh, that's my team. When I even when they were heels, I liked them. I it was like, yeah, y'all are the assholes, and they were supposed to go up against the elite, but that never that never materialized because of COVID and or I'm sorry, the pandemic. Uh, but I, I'm I'm pumped for this match. I want to see it. I want to see Pinnacle. I want to see uh, Inner Circle. Inner Circle don't win. They got to disband forever. Well, they told you. If you, the only way you're gonna beat us is if you kill us. Well, they gonna have to kill them because if they don't, <laughs> Inner Circle is gonna be around for a long time. And I expect this to kind of go on a little longer, actually. But franchise, how did you feel about the promo cut, Inner Circle? I mean, yeah. Uh... Jericho, he's very impassioned. He said, hey, look, we can't beat you guys. We don't even deserve to be together to begin with. So <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. And, of course, you know, MJF and, and, and uh, the Pinnacle, they already won, so they're at 1-0. Like you said, excuse me, I can see this going through the summer. Um, So, of course, Jericho and the Inner Circle, they're, they're going to win this one. I think it's going to be a very – it's going to be a taxing match, to say the least, man. I think it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's, it's gonna to hurt. I think it's gonna definitely uh it's gonna be aggressive, it's gonna be brutal. I believe Santana uh legit got hurt. Jericho legit is hurt. Um, so it's gonna be interesting to see 
uh, how well they're able to perform, man, withstanding injury at the upcoming pay-per-view. But, I mean, dude, I like this. I like this. The one thing I say about Tony Khan and AEW, they've done a great job. I know when AEW first started, we said, hey, look, man, they need need to build stars. They need more star power. Because at the time, the only real stars they had outside of Omega and the Young Bucks were ex-WWE guys. And now, you know, we're talking about the homegrown talent like Sammy Guevara. Uh, you got Santana and Ortiz who were known before they got to AEW, but they weren't the original LAX. Um, so to me, I still kind of consider them homegrown to a degree. You got Britt Baker, she's a homegrown talent. You got Sheeta, she's a homegrown talent. You yeah. have, you know, so you, 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 you have Orange Cassidy. Um, so you have many, and when I say homegrown, I'm talking about non WWE. Uh, so. You got a nice plethora of guys you can work with, man. And uh, I- I'm excited to see where they go. I- I'm really excited. Um, <clears throat> I just, my thing is, with the pinnacle and the inner circle, you can't have a regular match anymore. And that's the only thing that's kind of like with me. I'm wondering, like, okay, how do you keep up in the ante without it becoming ridiculous? I got you already. See, you've already. This will be the second. Um, this will be the second five-on-five match. The next thing that they should do, and I hope that they do this, is you break it off and you do one-on-ones. Mm. And basically, what you do is you put MJF with Jericho. You put Santana and Ortiz up against FTR. You put Warlow versus Hager. You put Sammy versus Spears. You give them singles matches or an attack match. You that's how you do it. You you do it that way. The best two out of the what, the best three out of five. Whatever squad wins the best, you know whatever. You can do something different where it's not just a bunch of guys fighting all the time. Where it can be right. more because if you make MJF and and Jericho one on one, it's more personal. You're not you're not yeah. you're not distracted by everybody else. You know, doing other stuff. You're focused on Jericho and M- and M- MJF. You're focused on Santana and Ortiz going up against FTR. You're focused on Sammy. Like I, I think they should do that. I'm not saying there might not be some shenanigans, but I feel like that's what they should do. They should do something like that because I think that will break it up and that will kind of give you. Uh, I guess by the time you. I could say maybe by the time you do it, if you unless you want to do it on TV, like you might one week you get this matchup, the next week you might get another one, or maybe like you get two matches of it, you know, in one show, and then the next show you'll get another two matches, or you know, you'll then you'll finish it off by the time you probably get to the next pay per view, you know, it's something like that, depending on how you want to work it or you know stretch the story out so that way it doesn't get too dull. You want to keep people in it because we know AEW doesn't do a lot of uh, pay per views, right? So, uh, and some of those matches you may want to do, I I think for sure Jericho and MJF, that's a match you want to do on a pay per view. You 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 did blood and guts on TV. You're gonna do stadium state P. Well, you're gonna do that on on a pay per view, which is fine. Uh, but yeah, I think you would want that one on one match for a pay per view. Yeah. Uh, so you know that's that's just me, but yeah, I I could see something happening after this, but. The inner circle got to win. We get Santana yeah. back next week. We'll see how bad Jericho's elbow really is. But 
<clears throat> Logic is saying because they lost last year, it would make I, I, it would be stupid for them to lose again this year because then it, it almost kind of diminishes what you've been building them up to. Like you got to, I they got to come triumph. You cannot make Pinnacle that much better because they're not that much better. I, they're good, but that, well, they're, they're almost kind of even. But they, I, I'm getting off topic. I'm talking too much. All right, man. So moving on. I'm talking too much. It's a podcast. It's what we're supposed to do. Uh, <laughs> we get a Jay Gargill, man. You would get your girl, and you know, she's rocking that nice little red dress. You know, she's sure. uh, she doing her thing. <laughs> uh, so what is this? Mark Sterling, man. And this is the lawyer for MJF, the guy, I yeah. a lawyer or manager, whatever he, political manager, whatever he was pretending to be. Um, Process. I guess he's trying to become her manager. I do just stop. Let her be her own chick. Let her whoop ass. She made an open challenge. She wants people to come and get their ass whooped. Uh, are you excited to see your girl, Jay Cargill? Chill. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Moving on, man. Uh, we got the NWA Women's Championship match. Yeah. Serena D versus Red Velvet. And Red I got to say, man. Uh, not a bad match. Like I said, this show was a little different. The promos was cool as far as the wrestling. The wrestling was, uh, but this was actually not a bad match. These two ladies, man, were beating the hell out of each other. I they were they were really kind of laying into each other for a while. Uh, <clears throat> but eventually, uh, Serena, Serena Deeb, she ended up getting a victory after twisting up her arm. And I forgot what, uh, uh, what did they call it? The figure four? No, it wasn't the figure four. What did she call it? The, uh, uh, I forgot what she called her move, but yeah, man, she locked her up in a, in a Boston Crab after twisting up her arm, and I'm like, damn. But then she, the way she really yanked on it, I'm like, mm, I wish I could have put one of my little sisters in that move if I'd have thought about it back yeah. then. Uh, but she ended up winning. Uh, bro, how did you feel about this match? You know, for the, uh, yeah, you know, I, I, I thought I thought the match was pretty good. Um, I wish Red Velvet would have got a little more offense in, but overall the match was good. Uh, but even though this match wasn't a five-star match, um, to me, it's just, bro, Serena Deeb is, I know she's respected all throughout the wrestling world. She's been around for a while. But this woman, man, is a god in the ring. And when I say that, I mean, she is just so smooth. I mean, you got those handful of people, man, that are just so smooth in the ring and that know what they're doing. Randy Orton, Kenny Omega. I'm going to go on the women's side. You could say Charlotte Flair for the most part. Natalia. Dude, speaking of Natalia, I want to see. Uh, this is his fantasy booking. Like you, like you say, fantasy booking. I want to see Natalia versus Serena Deeb. Dude, I think that match would be money. Or Serena D versus Sasha Banks. I think that will be. I you might as well just put her up against Flair. Cause I if for me, I it, it with D being that much of a level veteran, I'd rather you go up and face Charlotte. I you yeah. you're a former, you're an NWA women's champion. You're a champion of you know from other companies and promotion across the world. So why not just go ahead and fight the best now? Yeah. <clears throat> I would dare throw in to a degree outside of Flair and Natalia. 
I would throw Oscar in there. Mm, I, I I can see that. Now, right. see, I, I'm I'm gonna be honest. I thought you were gonna go a different direction. I thought you were gonna say Becky Lynch. I I was thinking Becky, but then Oscar hit my. I, the right, right, right. She popped up. It was like yeah. Oscar. It was like yeah. Oscar was that one. I could say uh, now, if 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 she's not being held back, I would definitely say uh, Basler. Baszler, mm-hmm. I would definitely love to see Baszler really be her. Like really NXT, be, like NXT. Really yeah, 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 yeah. Not this main roster Baszler. No, 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 not not that chick. No, no, not her. No, I'm talking about the one that was whooping yeah. ass in NXT. I want that that chick. I want her. Yeah, you her versus her. Serena Deep. Yeah, that that'd be a nice little match. That'd be a nice little match. But moving on, man. So we get Anthony Agogo going up against Austin Gunn. And basically, he just beat the hell out of the dude until he gave up. Uh, this just basically set up the match that they're going to have for uh, Double or Nothing, Gogo, uh, Anthony Gogo versus uh, the American Dream, Cody Rhodes. Uh, but we're going to move on, man. Miro comes out and basically does what Miro does best, and he talks shit. I, that's, that's basically just what he did. He did that. He basically told Darby Allen, you said you were going to do this, and you failed. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then anybody that wants to come out here and fail, please come on out here. <laughs> it's like, I was like, dude, that's if that's not arrogance, cockiness in such a great way, I, I man, I, I, this is the, I wish this was the dude in WWE. I really do. If he was coming out saying these type of things and just being a monster, it would be different. Man, it is what it is. So I'm glad you get to see him do it here. We get Lance Archer coming out, and he pretty much he cut a, a pretty good promo and basically letting it be known it's going to be him versus uh, Miro at uh, Double or Nothing for the TNT Championship franchise. Thoughts, my brother? Uh... I liked it, man. I liked it. Miro, Miro is funny, but in his own way. Uh, it, it was funny. He like, I'll let the thing. What do you say? I'll let the thing. It was, I don't know why it was funny the way he said Jesus' name. <laughs> yeah. he, he, he sounded like a little kid when he said it. He like, I would like to thank Jesus Christ. And then he just started like naming everything he was grateful for. Then talk about how he, he made them bigger and stronger and able to beat up people. I'm like, wait, hold on, man. That ain't that, that ain't God like. Oh, what are you doing, Meryl? But I love that, yeah. man. Like, and dude, cockiness and arrogance in such a beautiful way. <laughs> it was like, dude, what is wrong with you? Yeah, but you know, like I said, other than that, dude, I, this is the mural we've been asking for. This is the mural we anticipated getting when we first heard he could possibly be going to AEW. Instead, he became this best man character, which, hey, look, they didn't have nothing for him at the time. He had to pay his dues, but now we got something and we got him as a champion. Now, it could have been worse. I mean, you could just ask Bobby Lashley and his sisters um how that went when he first came back. So, you know, you know, I'm I'm just glad Tony Khan didn't go that route. <laughs> or Mama Benjamin. Don't mention Mama Benjamin. Uh, but yeah, I yeah, man, I I this is definitely the mural we wanted to see. I just need them to get rid of the best man part. Just get rid of the best man part. Yeah, you, you just call them uh, the. Uh, I guess the best man kind of works for right now until you come up with something else. So, but it, it, yeah, once they come up with a different name, drop the best man gimmick. Uh, but then again, like I say, he's. 
He feels he is the best man. He's the best man to be the TNT champion. He's the best man to whoop everybody's ass. He feels he's the best man. So I guess it, I guess it actually kind of works. All right, never mind then. Well, all right. I just didn't like how he was called the Bulgarian bitch. I didn't appreciate that. Oh well, you know, hey, you know, <laughs> Archer got to do what he got to do because they gonna they gonna smack the hell out of each other. Hey, I'm not somebody gonna lie. Gonna get, this, somebody this, gonna get injured in this match. I want to say, bro, this is a plane crash waiting to happen, and I know no, for it. Not a plane crash, dude. This is a an apocalyptic uh, destruction. Okay, this is an earthquake because <laughs> these two man, somebody's gonna break something like yeah. something gonna crack. <laughs> the earth is gonna shake and separate, man. Because these two dudes, I I feel like they're gonna go all out. You you talking about these two crazy assholes? They, they dude, they're finna go. Yeah, I can see them going all out. Especially you see the way Miro was beating up Cassidy and Chuck, yeah, yeah. you know, during that yeah. that arcade match. Like, dude, he was <laughs> like, dude, I I I swear, if they haven't been wrestling for a while because of that, outside of the little one on ones they had, I understand why. Because they they took a lot of beating for Miro for that. And then I already feel like Archer's not uh, some you know safe. Sometimes I don't think he's untotally safe. I just the air nine in. He'll have a slip up like Nia Jackson and break somebody's face or something. But uh, I see them really I see them really hurting each other, man. And I can't wait for it. I hope they got some good health insurance because somebody's about to get fucked up. Hey, Tony Khan got them covered, man. All right, ladies and gentlemen, man. I think we've talked to y'all long enough, man. So right now we are getting to the main event. And man, we're gonna spend a few minutes on this one because. I I am done with the Young Bucks. Uh-oh. I am done with these. I'm, I this is not the heel team I wanted to see. This, I, I, they're still the Young Bucks. They're they're still the guys they were before they were faced. Now they're just heels. That that's it. I and I don't want that. I I was okay when they first started turning heel. And yeah. they were kind of more focusing on the, you know, the wrestling more. They would do little stuff, but it was never extra and over the top too much. But they were they were being more hillish and doing more, you know, that kind of that FTR kind of tag team back and forth. I was okay with that, but they right. were still being them. It was good. It was cool. I was I was liking that. Now that they didn't, you know, it's like man, whatever Omega was drinking before he started talking to Orange Cassidy a couple of weeks ago. It's like nah, they they didn't got a hold of it, and I I I just uh, I'm I'm done with him. It's not even that I I hate him in the good way. I hate him in the bad way. Where it's like I'm I dude I I don't care, but I know they have talent now. Uh, did what what. What was my other issue about them and why I'm not just getting on them. I'm getting on AEW and everything, you know, everybody. And I told you and you saw this too much damn walking and 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 telegraphing too much. Like just I that, that took me out of it. Like it, it really took me out of it. You talked about it when um, my thing was Nick that was walking the ropes. You know, and just mm-hmm. kind of almost fail, and I, I, I mean, it, it, it was just, it was like, ah, okay, come on, man. You know, this is, this is part of the reason why people are against you, and you're really egging it on. Like, it's like, okay, 
scale it back a little bit, man. If you were to go to halfway through the uh, ring and then, you know, ring rope and then just jump off, okay, cool. But you went through the whole other side to down to the other side and then almost fell and then, uh, you know, almost hurt yourself even worse. So I, it, but it was also a little stuff throughout the match. Now, the varsity blondes, blondes, not blues, blondes, they, uh, they held their own. They did what they could. I actually like them as a team. They're not bad. They're still they're still up and coming. They still have a lot of work. But you know they they did okay. But for me, it was still too much. One two three go. One two three go. And I and I I and I wasn't even looking for it, man. I was I I thought it was going to be a little fast pace, but it it just it, it fell flat for me, man. And before we, I, I want to talk about what happened after the match, but look, I, I want your thoughts on the match and what you saw and how you feel. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I, I agree 100%. You, see, you said it a week ago. Um, you know, it, I, I see it now. It's one of the, <clears throat> excuse me, it's one of the complaints we had, you know, when the young bus were faced. Uh, too much walking through. And it, it was, I guess it was a general AEW thing at the time. Too it much choreographing, too much walking through. Uh, too much seeing spots before, you know, way ahead of time. You know, um, there is almost no suspicion uh, or suspension, I should say, of disbelief in some of these angles and matches. You know, it's one of the things I've noticed with wrestling as a whole. The one that I kind of hate, uh, I kind of hate, still do hate, is when somebody's about to do a jump to the outside and there's a group of people because you see four, five, six people, they all huddle up. Everybody whooping each other's asses. They all over the goddamn ringside area. Then magically, they all congregate together and they huddle up to catch this one person who's been setting up for like 30 seconds. Uh, stuff like that. Um, yeah, yeah. Or, or my thing is, I mean, I'm not a, we're not trained wrestlers. We're not professional wrestlers. So I don't know what the 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 gospel or the, the thinking or teaching is. But right. If I do a drop kick and I miss you by five feet, please don't sell for me. Please don't sell for me. I rather you right, beat wipe your hand away. Yeah, I, I rather I, I rather you beat my ass and play it off, and then we could retry this. But you know, don't sit up here. If I hit you with a clothesline and I miss everything, don't try to turn around and jump out the side of the ring and try to sell it. Like no, man. So it's like little stuff like that where it's like, all right, dude. There's a difference between selling shit and then selling my intelligence. And <laughs> with this match, I feel like to a degree. Uh, some of the moves were a little bit insulting uh, to a person who clearly has eyes that work. <laughs> uh, and But, I mean, like I said, the Young Bucks, to me, uh, I can't believe I'm saying this, man, but real talk for real fans. The last couple of weeks, and I hope this is by design, but from what I see, for what it's worth, the Young Bucks are kind of looking a little overrated lately. And you know the sad part is when they were when they're serious, they're I actually like them when they're serious. Yeah. Good or bad, when they're serious, I like them. Even when they they still do a little bit of antics, but man, it's so much focus on the wrestling. Now, again, the problem is is, is sometimes their moveset. Sometimes it's what the other people are doing. Because there was a few times where the varsity blinds, I think what whatever they wanted to do, it went it, it went a little too much. Or it, it was too much. Okay, hey, here, grab me and then walk me over, and we 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 gonna both gonna take the next four steps so this guy can line up and hit his move. Uh, it, it it was just 
yeah, it, it was hard. But again, you know, some of these guys are fresh. You know, we I, I want to, you know, take in mind that, uh, you know, these guys got to get this repetition in. They got to get this work in. They got to have some familiarity. Uh, and, you know, a lot of these guys are new. They're, you know, they're finally getting their opportunities. So they're not all going to be perfect. And that's a thing for a lot of people. They don't have the patience to watch these teams grow and develop. And we're watching the team grow and develop. But for the young bucks, for the for you to be who you are, I don't accept that for y'all. It's different with y'all than it is with the varsity blondes, but for y'all, it's not like that. No, y'all getting it. Uh, but be- uh, before we get out of here, so Moxley and Kingston come out. They lay out the young bucks. They take their Jordans. That's the end of the show. <laughs> I don't even know what to ask you, bro. <laughs> but before we go, any thoughts before we get out of here? Tiptoeing in my child is <laughs> <laughs> the Jordan Dior's as they were. Yeah. Hey man, they, they, they got served that St. Clair EC special. You feel me? <laughs> man, Hell yeah. Hey, we'll, we'll, hey, what's that? that hey, they got they got here with that Foreman Mills. You feel me? Right. Mr. Allen, what was it? Two for 20. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that boy, that two for 20. Two for 20, two for 25. And we also got the two for 45. Yo, Mr. Mr. Hey, Mr. Allen's, oh, man, if y'all <laughs> don't know, man, oh, my God, Mr. Allen's is a Cleveland staple. Uh, hey, them boys, man, hey, 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 the young bucks, they came out, man, looking like they got their shit from City Trans. I don't know what the hell they was wearing. I want to say this, and I'm going to say this, and, I wanna, and I'm not sure how many people know about it, but I got to say this because this store was like, this store was almost, this was the first Dollar General, to me, this was the first Dollar General store before any Dollar General store. And I got to give a shout out to the OG Silverman's. <laughs> oh, wow. Are there easy? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, dude, oh my yeah, God. but you gotta, I gotta give a shout out to those. Damn, yeah. hey, Silver, hey, Silver Miss used to be the spot. I remember we used to hit Silver Miss up, but then we used to go to B and M's right out there. You feel me? Hell yeah, man! Hey, over there off of Hayden, yeah, that's yes, crazy. Sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Miss. Joe, hey, Joe said Woolworths. Wood, ah, oh, Woodworth. Yeah, I forgot about Woodworth. Yeah. yeah, Marks. Uh, you know, Mark, Mark's still around, but damn, yeah, Mark's crazy. Right. I don't know too many people that shop at Marks, man. It, it, it once again, a lot of people shop. Hell, I shop at Marks, but Marks. So there was a giant eagle that lives up the street from me, but they when they moved out, Marks bought that old building that the giant eagle is in, and now man, they 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 is booming. So yeah. yeah. Marks is Marks is Marks has been doing it, man. But no, yeah, you know, I forgot serious. about Woodworth, man. That's awesome. I, wow. we, we, we got one on the west side, but it's trash. Uh, well, I ain't gonna say we because I'm an east side boy, man. I just happen to stay on the west side now, so I ain't gonna say we. They over here on the west side got a Dave's, but it suck ass. But Dave's over there, uh, by Euclid Beach over there yeah. on Play Show, yeah, yeah. They, they used to be my spot. Well, high as hell, but they used to be my spot, yeah. yeah. They moved down a little bit further, but I forgot about finest. Finest, yeah, before it was Giant Eagle, yes, finest. Finest before it was Giant Eagle. I know, like, people like, what the hell are they talking about grocery stores? This one, and we reminiscent, the show's over. Uh, and <laughs> hey, they still got that Shaw Save More up there. You say, what? Do they still got that Shaw Save More up there on 128th. 
It, no, that's 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 gone. That's gone. Damn, see, the, see, you see how long it's been since I've been with my people? Yeah, I, I was about to say, wait a minute, where else? Because that was over. That's ne- that was next to the one day at a time uh, AA's meeting that they used to have. <laughs> don't, don't ask me how I know that was over there, and no, I wasn't going. But I, 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 I hey, 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 not that that's funny, but you just you just said it so you just said it so casually. <laughs> Hey, hey, let me find out you got a pass I don't know about, bro. <laughs> hey, hey, man, seven years old, man. I had it hard, dog. No, I'm just, hey, I'm hey, just, hey, Joe, hey, Joe, Joe, Joe said Mr. Chicken. Oh, I forgot about Mr. Mr. Chicken. Chicken. It's still a Mr. Chicken. It's over Hey, man, hey, 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 do you, do you remember what's that? Geppetto's nasty ass pizza? Oh, yeah. P&M. That's P&M. Still, hey. Hey, hey, ben, uh, is it still over there on Hayden? I know the one they said the one on Lakeshore. Uh, they they said the one on Lakeshore would be selling rats and shit. Huh? Man, they all selling rats. That's why it's called bad meat, man. Come on, man. PM <laughs> has been called bad meat for years, for decades, man. There's always so many damn rats running around from there, man. But for whatever damn reason. Hey man, they fries was on point. Hey, bro, uh, hey, 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 fries, hey, look, the fries, the fries was on point. Uh, yeah, yeah, the fries with the sauce. The large, yeah. hey, let me get a large fry with sauce. That's hey. all I want. I don't care. I don't want no no Polish boys. I don't want none of them. Them rat rings. I don't want none of them. <laughs> I don't want none of that stuff. Hey, you know what you see? You know what you know what hurt me when they uh nah, it was not our ribs. Hot sauce Williams. Ah, uh, yeah, that was that was a, yeah, that was a, that was a yeah. That was the joint. Yeah, that, that that was a staple in my heart, man. All right, man, we can have this conversation all day, but it's almost meant for us, ladies and gentlemen. We got. Get... Damn, we've been on the air for hours. Yeah, yeah, that's why I said we got to get out of here, man. Uh, hey, that's AEW review. It was a like I said, it, 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 like like Leo said, man, we're the gear enough for uh double or nothing. So right now we're kind of going to get mediocre, but it was it was some good stuff, but eh, for the most part. I could have fast forwarded most of this show. Uh, franchise, any last words? Well, actually, you could just go ahead and send us out and give your last words, man. But other than that, man, ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate y'all for listening to us, man. Before we get off, uh, Tuco, man, one more time, man, show them the new merch, please. Please, So, anybody that, you know, if you guys missed the announcement, I don't know how we've been promoting it all week. Uh, ever since Monday, ever since Chris Van Vliet. By the way, go check out the Chris Van Vliet on YouTube. The interview was awesome. Man, we got that new merch. We got the AEW edition, which is what he's rocking. I was rocking NXT edition of the GOW merch yesterday. If you guys would like merch, please hit us up, man, in the DM, Facebook message. Uh, Coming with Mo. We got some more. Yeah, yeah. We we, we definitely got more coming. Uh, We got big, big plans, man. Big plans. But, you know, we'll reveal that, you know, at a later time. But until then, ladies and gentlemen, as always, thank you once again for tuning in to another episode of the Generation Wrestling Podcast. As always, you are truly the tribal chief, the 27-year-old piece of gold. He's the hood tonight, even though he ain't got one on today. Tuco, a.k.a. Tuco, Steve Austin. And to Jay Cargill, Sasha Banks, E.O. Shirai, Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez, Tori Wilson, Trish Stratus, Amy Dumas, a.k.a. Leader, Beth Phoenix. Hi, I know you're married. Edge, don't be my ass. Um, and Deborah from Everybody Loves Raymond. How you it's doing? Good night. I don't know what's coming. Like, where is she at? I ain't heard her.